0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: This is James Loving, host another one of those Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, excellent. This heat is kicking my butt. You know, 110 out. is very hot out there. But as you say, you know, you got to get through it and get over it. Before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Sydney Stack. She'll be going to SeaWorld this weekend to ride the dolphin. Go ahead, Sydney, and have fun with those dolphins. Yes, that should be a great time. Um, we got a great guest on the line. Um, One well, of a good friend of mine's uh, living down there in Lake Habasu. So you know how it is down there. we get his input and talk to him. Daryl Sanders, are you on the line?
2: Hello.
1: Are you there, Daryl? Hello? You there? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Well, you know, I call you Daryl Center, but your your name there, I call you Chef. Am I right, Chef?
2: Yeah, that's what they call me, Chef.
1: <laughs> well, go ahead, yeah. Chef, and tell them where you're from and, you know, where you grew up and all that.
2: Well, uh, originally from Washington, D.C., uh, born and raised uh, right off of Capitol Hill, Pennsylvania Avenue, Anacoste Road, and... uh you know, was uh, the I'm the uh, I'm the baby of seven, so I'm the youngest. Uh, very very big on sports. Uh, my mother, she was uh, back in her day in college at Mississippi State. She was uh, point uh, point guard there for three years, and that's how the trend started. And me and my brother, we played. Uh, basketball high school um, got a um, draft offer to Duke University which we were so little immature at the time so that didn't work so my mother sent me to culinary school Georgetown uh, University Culinary School of Washington DC went there fell in love with it you know I got my degree in culinary arts and worked at all the uh major um hotels, uh the Capitol, the Pentagon, the Watergate Hotel under Great Chefs. And so I started to travel, you know, uh hit Toronto, Canada, uh did some venues there. Then uh got down to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which was a very unique experience down there working with great chefs. That's good. Uh you know, so
1: it was
2: wonderful i have us too
1: well there well, you know and uh, before we get started on how good are you with your sports you know but um you had um cook for a couple of celebrities where, where were they?
2: uh in d c um I was working with um um a very renowned black restaurant and uh we um did uh contracts with Lauren Hill, Jay-Z, Diddy, Lil' Kim. This was back when um, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown all that first came out, uh, you know, back in the 90s. And uh, I got a chance to uh, do Lauren Hill for three days when she um, came out with the Miss Education album. And she did a three-day concert at Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. So I, I was uh, their personal chef for three days. and uh did after party for um diddy jay Z when they had the um, NBA All Star basketball game in uh Washington D C.
1: Well Chef we're gonna start off with this, you know. I like the um I know you're a great chef and all like that and you know, how important is when you you supply a meal for these athletes, how healthy is that for them and what what would you do, you know what I'm saying for being, you know, what would be a healthy meal for these athletes nowadays? Because you know, back in the days with sports, they just eat anything. Now we come up with all these different diseases: diabetic, diabetes, you know, cancer, and, and it's all in the food, isn't it? What we are eating?
2: Yes, it's, it's 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 all in the food. And I mean, for for these artists, they are uh, out non stop at working in studios, they traveling all over the country, so energy. Uh, is is and health is very very important to them and uh they will go to great lengths to uh um, um, learn about the uh, ingredients all over the country um, uh, uh, courses um, uh menus set up um and and they learn a lot because the body responds to uh, the right ingredients and the right food at the right time because they are really going through a lot of stress, this, that, and that was, So when it's time to sit down and, and have a great meal, I mean, it, it, it's paramount to them.
1: Right. Well, you know I'm going to talk about your, your your Redskins, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let into you. You know what? Um, when you guys got Donovan, I just said to myself, I said, you know, that's going to be a great thing for Washington, because Washington was already a decent team. I thought by getting him, they could be a great team. They could move that next level, win a little bit more games. What happened with that, Daryl?
2: Well, Sh- the Sh- timing, I think the timing was, was, was uh, first you had a new coach that was trying to get adjusted to the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, uh, Shanahan has a Joe Gibbs type of style, but still, you know, he you know, he have to implement himself and his staff. Uh and I believe that Donovan McNabb is a good fit, but I think the timing was off because 'cause first of all we didn't have a consistent running game. Mm-hmm. We didn't have uh uh key wide wide receivers that see he's used to um you know, back when he was in Philly, you see they they they've been around each other for a long time. So Donovan McNabb come to Washington D C and uh you know, he got to do more than what he thought he had to do because the pass coverage and all that, uh, you know, he was worried about, you know, getting chased down and sacked more than anything else instead of, you know, handing the ball off to a, a, a Westbrook or something like like that when he was in uh, Philly. They didn't have all that. So he the timing was, was way off now. Donovan has been working out, training, losing a little bit more weight, and he said uh, whatever team he's with uh, this upcoming season, uh, you know he's going to prove himself again. And uh, and unfortunately, the Redskins Shanahan, he got this—I forget this—the uh, um, quarterback that going to be the starting quarterback. But I think mm-hmm. that he should have gave Donovan Donovan another shot at it.
1: You talking about isn't that um Horton?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, this guy, uh, Brett, something. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, he, he. Uh, um, I think that he should have gave Donovan another shot. Let him start the season off. You know, put some some strong backs back there. Uh, you know, even pick up a, a Plexico Burris or something like that, and, and 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 get some speed on the team. And I guarantee that Donovan. I mean, can take them, take the Redskins a long way.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Chef? When you, when you start to look at these players, and, and I speak to a lot of guys about it, the game has changed a lot. It's all about money. Back in the days, it was about fun, playing, hitting hard. Left. Now it's about the money and showboat. When is it now that the players are bigger than the coaches? You know, and that's what it seems like nowadays. Players don't listen to the coach. Look at on your team. I got to talk about the Redskins because that team oh, yeah. is, mm-hmm. you pay a guy $100 million and he don't want to practice hard. Albert Haynesworth, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, is he bigger, bigger way, than it? The, and then he sit back and talk to the coach like the way he wants to, but because man, you still got respect that coach, no matter if you are making more money him. You agree with that? What What's I that do. situation? I, when you look at that with him.
2: Well, I mean, it's all about the the maturity factor. Haynesworth had problems in uh, Tennessee. I mean, he was a, a vicious tackle. I mean, just vicious, but. I mean, people don't know where they at with themselves psychologically or maturely until I mean, I mean, he got hit with a lot of money, and it it brought out who he really was. And the thing is that ethically, uh, 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 respecting coaches and all that, I don't think that he really learned that. So, I mean, uh, um, the, the money is going to come and go. But the thing is that you want to leave, leave your name as a legacy and as an icon because, I mean, you you got so many NFL and NBA players out here that are broke. They had big con- contracts and all that, and now they broke. And no name, you know. So, I mean, Haynesworth, I think that if he gets around like a Bill Parcells type of a coach uh, or a uh, uh, coach uh, for uh, – uh, uh, the uh, Jets. He he get around a coach like that. I'm quite sure that he'll straighten his act
1: up. Yeah, but a coach is a coach. No matter what coach it is, you still should respect all coaches, Chef. You know what I'm saying? You, you know you like they say. Everybody say you get them around a certain coach. Like they say, Dennis Rodman got around Phil Jackson and he changed. You know, you should still respect that coach. No matter if it's a me as a coach or Phil Jackson or you know uh, uh, Ryan. You know the coach for the Jets. You know, or Bill Parcel, you're still supposed to respect that coach because that's why he got that name, coach, right? And you got yeah, the name yeah. player.
2: Yeah, but see, yeah, and they have to understand that 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 first and foremost that that coach is a leader before he even have a title of a coach. So, I mean, he want to respect that office of that man being a leader. Uh, that's, that's 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 leading him whether he agrees on everything or not. You're not going to agree with everybody. That doesn't negate the fact that you're going to disrespect them, especially in public and all that, like um when um uh Le- um Miami Heat started their season with LeBron and Wade and Bosch and all that, and mm. they was having matchup problems and they weren't blended right, LeBron got really uh, got a tad bit disrespectful with the coach, mm.
1: And, yeah. and he feels that, you know, these athletes, now these superstars, feel that they can do that. And, you know, a lot of them, you see some some athletes getting the coaches fired. You know, LeBron got oh, yeah. Mike Brown yeah. fired for Cleveland, you know. And look, he even ended up leaving Cleveland, you know. So it ain't the game ain't the same no more because it's almost like you saying when your kids act up, they only can act up on certain parents. They should respect all um, adults, right? That's right. That's right.
2: And, and even though. That uh, these players are getting fined if 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 uh, the the, uh, upon the nature of the uh, act and all that they still do it because they don't care about the fine. But the thing is that uh, this generation of athletes, I mean, like you were saying earlier, are nothing like uh, the days of Joe Montana, uh, Sonny Jurgensen. Fran Tarkenton, uh, Kareem, Magic, and you know, all they—they—they they totally nothing like that now.
1: You're right. It's just like no respect now. It's just like all showboating is money, and it is a business. You got to look at it too. The player's saying it's a business, but you know you still got to have that respect in the game. You know, so it, it's just just it's sad to see the game. But sometime again, you know, look how many people still watching the game. Everybody, number one sport in America, is football you know? That's right. That's right. Sports. So the players feel, you know, they, as they would say, above the law, you would say, or above the coaches, however you want to say it. But once they get that respect back from, you know, the players, the coaches to the coaches, then I think the game would change back to where it was fun to watch, you know, how fun.
2: But you see the end result when a player constantly disrespect, uh, leadership and the coaches like T.O. and, uh, T.O., uh mainly uh you know i mean a great athlete awesome athlete, but you see when he start getting co- you know in confrontation with coaches and all that you see where that take him you know see that don't lead you to championships you, you, you know what I'm saying you. that that doesn't lead see that athlete short himself because then he get this uh um this 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 quote unquote that that he don't respect coaches and on TV arguing with, uh, like the quarterback and then the coach and then the assistant coach and then it goes a spiral downhill and what they do is they short them, they shortchange themselves for success because when he did that, when Teal did that to Donovan, I mean, they had a good chemistry. I mean, if, if Teal would have just could have just kept his mouth shut instead of wanting all the glory and all the fame. I guarantee you, if he'd have stayed on that team and they'd have kept all those players, they'd have won two Super Bowls.
1: You know what, Daryl? We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I got a question to ask you about that. Can one player ruin a team? And what you were just talking about, it sounds like you think so, but. You got still got ten other players out there. So when we come back from break, want you to think about that one. This is James Loving with my guest Daryl Chef Sanders on the phone line. We'll be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. at 1 p.m. Pacific, to Ray Ellis Sports, right here on the Voice America Network, and let's talk football. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction—NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawn racing—pit pass USA is got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my thirty-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front-row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Sports America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard
3: hitters. We some hard hitters.
0: Your Internet
4: flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
1: This is James Loving. I'm back host and Loving That Sports Talk, and I got Duro Chef Sanders on the line. And you still there, Chef? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, like I said, uh, uh, can one player ruin a team?
2: Uh, yes, because you know there's the old saying said one bad one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch, and it's true because it's it's a it's a contagious negative energy, and I mean one one player can disrupt uh, the the success and the goals of a team. Yeah,
1: and you think the other players can't help contribute? You know, because like you saying, you got five players on the basketball court. One player run down the court; he being late. You tell me the other four can't do more to make that. You know, you know what I'm trying to say It's like you still got other players on the team that could contribute to still make that team su- successful, right? Right. So,
2: but so, it's it's uh, uh, first of all, you gotta look at it from an owners general manager coach's standpoint especially if they got a tradition and a name like the Pittsburgh Steelers Um, they almost had to come to a decision whether they was going to keep Ben Roethlisberger or not because of his situation and they tradition is way more important than uh, a skilled athlete so Ben had to get his act together or else he'd have been off the team which he did, you know. He 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 uh, he uh, cleared up his his uh, character. Um, um, stay stay away from the drama, and uh, you you know they made it back to another Super Bowl. Although oh, they, they lost, but they still made it back to another Super Bowl. Right.
1: Well, you know, Chef, I'm gonna get, take another call out of you, but go ahead and tell everybody your email and all like that and how you can get.
2: Okay, you can contact me at d taste seven at yahoo dot com and if you can you can also contact me my number is 970-775-0579
1: and that's daryl the chef saturday you know you get a hold of him and then everything will be all good chef and um definitely happy to have you on um uh, again is that all right there thanks a lot all
2: right thanks a lot james
1: thank you all right we got charles Kimbrough on the line and we got eric berry you there Absolutely, I'm uh, here, Chuck. Charles, you there?
3: I'm here, I'm here, yes. Can you hear me okay? I
1: right, hear you good, and we got Eric Berry, is that it?
3: What's going on? How you doing,
1: man? Oh, good. How you doing today?
3: I'm doing great, doing great, thanks.
1: Well, you know what, Eric, let let the callers know and the them know a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to light into you about some sports questions.
3: Um, like, like you mentioned, the name's Eric Berry, not to get confused with uh a fabulous athlete that plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, shout out to Eric Berry, too. I uh, wish him well with his career. But uh, like I said, I'm hailing from uh, Suffolk, Virginia. That's Tidewater, Virginia. Uh, played Mike Linebacker, 6'3", 255. And uh, I'm currently a free agent. But, you know, we're working out the kinks and everything. So hopefully within the next couple weeks, we can definitely find a roster for me to get on. So that's, that's a little something about myself.
1: Well, we're gonna give you a chance to get you know talk a little bit all here. And then there's a lot of listeners out there, and you know, coaches and players. So we get your name out there, Eric. So that'd be great. Say it, man, definitely. And, and we got Charles, Chuck, a buddy. I play with. You know, always there for me. You there, Chuck? I'm
4: here, man. Tell him the truth, man. How I used to lock you down. We fight all day in practice and that night too.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what's so funny is I found some old tape on us when we played in junior college, and you know. Oh, I, oh.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: and I might have to say, Chuck, I made you look like breakfast, toast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you might eat, um, you know what they call it, you might eat those um, English muffins, but I made toast out of you.
4: Uh, you, know, I, you know what, I, will, I, I won't disagree
1: that
4: you had a good game when we were in junior college. That's why you came to Wyoming, Joe. So you could be on the same team, because you you got tired of that 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 beat we would put on y'all every day. So it is good. Now, I, I, I will acknowledge that James loved <laughs> loving that sports talk was the man. He had a heck of a head fake. and a, and, and and man, why, tell tell. Why don't you tell the listeners why was you grunting all the time? you out there running around going. Ah.
1: <laughs>
4: what, was, what was you thinking about,
1: man? Oh, I had too many White Castle burgers.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, you know what? Uh, let they, me, let they, me get some they, questions they out there. A good times, man. Yeah, I
4: appreciate them, uh, and, and they created some lasting memories.
1: Yeah. Well, Eric, um, I got a lot of young listeners and a lot of people out there. Talk to the youngest out there, tell them how, how your workout ethic is and what it takes to be where you at. You know, you say you're a free agent and you're looking. What, what do you have to do to, to, to be better than that next player to make it? You know what I'm saying?
3: First of all, I want to tell the youngsters to stay in school, man. Um, you know, knowledge is king. Uh, secondly, uh, as far as like the work ethic is concerned, um, like I said, man, this is, um, this is definitely my dream. But uh, apart from that, this is a job, this is the career. This is how we uh, we we put food on the table. This is how some some players support their families. So, um, like you would go to to work and punch the clock at a nine to five, you need to approach your training and um, your knowledge, your studying as far as just game film and studying your opponent. You need to approach it the same way because, like I said, the bills have to get paid. So that's 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 a, that's a little bit you know that I can definitely. Uh, talk about, you know, that subject, but um, yeah, man, that's, it's a job, man, it's definitely a job, you know, I'm, make sure, you want to look, you want to look that person in the mirror at the beginning of the day, and and just come clean, you know, is this something that I want to do, do I want to put my body through this, do, you see what I'm saying, do right. I want to make this a career, so, you know, that's basically it, man, that's, that's a little insight,
1: well, you know, Eric, I got to put it out there that you Chuck nephew, so that's a great thing, because I know how... Him being your uncle, how hard it is he worked, and I know he's got you working. But before I go to you, Chuck, what's a daily workout for you, Eric? You know, and then I know I'm gonna come to you with that question, Chuck, because I already know a workout that you had going through. But what's a daily workout, just one day of workout for you, Eric? And then, Chuck, you, you let me know what it is, how you, I know you do, you, you training your son and all like that. So go ahead, Eric.
3: Um, you know, just a daily workout. Um... Like right now, I'm in a cutting phase, so, you know, you want to get up at you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, jog anywhere from one and a half to three miles, um, you know, just a light jog. That's to start your day off. Eat a little bit of breakfast. You want to keep your protein high, your carbs low um, midday. Um, head over to your trainer, gym, facility, what, what have you. Um, get your lift in. Um, that'll be, what, a good hour to hour and a half, two hours of lifting. Um yeah, and just eating right, man. You are what you eat at the end of the day. And um, just make sure you do correct body maintenance because if you take care of your body, your body will definitely take care of you. You'll definitely um, have a, a longer career, if you will. So That's, that's good. What, that's insight I can give you on that.
1: That's good. Chuck, now go ahead because I know um, you have different things. I know you like, go ahead. I'm going to let you explain, Chuck, because your, your workout habit when we was in was oh, man, we laughed at about it, but it was great.
4: Yeah, you, you know, I had, it, it started with me, uh, love, because I was, uh, pigeon-toed and clumsy <laughs> and, uh, and couldn't keep up. So I had to train myself on how to walk straight and straighten out my feet wearing braces on them as a baby. And, uh, that just kind of, uh, it, it always bothered me because my cousins, my brothers, you know, they were always fast and leaving me. And so uh, I got cut a couple times, which, you know, Eric, that had never happened to him, never happened to you, and a lot of other players that I played with. And that was just because I was too slow. So I just dedicated myself to learning the art of running. You know, how could I get faster? And living in uh, Oakland, I lived in the, hills, in the hills of Oakland, right up the hills directly from the Oakland Coliseum, home of the Raiders. <laughs> and... Um, and I and I used to backpedal and run hills and and that's how I got fast. I'd go over to Alameda, I'd run the beach and you know, uh, Eric could attest to this when Eric came out here from uh Virginia. Mm-hmm. I always joked that uh, uh with him because I said, "Man, you run like a Clydesdale. Mm-hmm. We train Thoroughbreds and racehorses out here." You know, but the the name of the game is if you want to you want to be fast, you got to train fast. And yeah. so I just developed the style that Incorporated a lot of hills, a lot of uh, backpedaling, high knees, just sprinting up hills, kind of like what Walter Payton, you know, uh, used to do. Jerry Rice and so forth. And having the opportunity to work out with Rice and Montana, those are some of the things that I learned, and that's where what I incorporate right now is, is you know, similar to what Eric's talking about: plenty of rest, up and out early, and just getting it done. But mainly, the philosophy is: if, if you want to be strong, you got to train strong. If you want to be fast, you got to train fast. So you know getting educated about the whole concept and and more importantly you know a, 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 car, a empty car can't go anywhere you know and a hungry bull can't work so you got to feed it the right nutrients you know you got to put the right kind of gas in it if you want it to perform you know at an optimal level so that's pretty much my philosophy and I can get into that very deeply but uh, my 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 goal is to stay fit you know just had a birthday turned 48 yesterday I, I I I challenge anybody out there right now. 48
1: on, on my 48 birthday. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing? Because you know damn well you're older than 48. <laughs> you consider a cougar. You know that, right? <laughs> right, Eric.
3: He still has it, man. He still has it. I've seen
1: it. I've seen it in person myself, man. Yeah. You, you know what? And I say it, Eric. We all joke about Chuck. But like he said, work it. And it was it was weird. If we would have done that, like I would have done that, and all the other guys, like Sarge, we wouldn't have had the injuries that we, we got. You know what I'm saying? And it was right. funny. Like, when we was in Wyoming, we always had a red shirt on, me and Sarge. You know, Chuck could <laughs> to that. You know, they injury prone, you know, and that's what they, they were saying in the league. Like, they injury. And that's true because that work habit that Chuck had hit. Hey, we wasn't doing that. You know, we just thought we'd go out on the field and play. But you got to have that. And like these young kids are listening, that is what's going to make your career a little bit longer.
4: Definitely. And, hey, hey, love. Eric yeah. said something that really is young people out there are listening today. Huh. Uh, and, and let me just talk to the parents, first of all. Parents. Help these kids understand the work ethic. Now, I understand you want to be proud of your kids. You want to see them get to the to the college uh, scholarships and so forth. And that's all going to be a byproduct of the foundation. And the foundation is the work ethic, you know, approaching it like a job. You know, a winner, the difference between a winner and a loser is that a winner never quits. A loser will quit. And the score could be 38 to nothing, but the team that had zero on the clock, were they, were, they could be the winner because they left everything on the field. My teams that I coach, they never lost because they always left it on the field. Now, they may have run out of time and the clock said zero, but they didn't lose. And that's important, parents, to make sure you you set that foundation. You're not beating it into them. You're not trying to put your success saddle on them and ride those kids to success. Because sometimes, man, I get kids, man, they don't even want to play. Yeah. It's because their mom or their dad has it. So help a kid understand, learn what it is that he likes. Don't give him too many choices. You know, don't give him too much of what you never had. Put them out there. Get rid of them. Wii games and Xboxes and, and make them go outside and play tag and basketball and baseball and so forth, and they will develop the work ethic. you instill the consistent work habits and schedule them in activities that require them to get their heart rate up, not their thumb rates, but their heart rate.
1: <laughs> you know what, Chuck, uh, and Eric, we're going to take a quick break, but I want you all to think about a question. Chuck, um, the question be you is, are there losers? And when you fail the game and lose the game, are there losers? Because you can't feel like a loser if you don't give your all on that field. So I want you to think about that if you don't agree. And, Eric, the question to you is, have you ever gave up? You know, did you feel you gave up and said you won? So those are the questions I want you guys to think about. When we come back from our break, I got Chuck Kimbrough and Eric Berry on the line. We'll be right back.
0: Internet flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you It's a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's a up the Got it. With 2.8 seconds He's left to live, I don't care where they put him. This is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: This is James Loving, host of Loving and Sports Talk, and I got Chuck Kimbrell, and I got Eric Barry online. Eric, you know, the question I asked you have you ever felt like just giving up when you was playing or in a game or you just didn't give your all? Have that ever happened?
3: Uh, given, you know, I'm a uh, very competitive individual. Um, it's hard for me to accept defeat, so I guess you can label me as a quote unquote sore loser. But um, when it comes to just giving up, man, um, Especially when you're you're able you're healthy you know it, it really doesn't sit right with me to just go ahead and throw my chips in and just say hey man you know time out I'm giving up but um you I mean as far as just, I mean you you want mm, you want to basically as far as just giving up you want an outside source so, I mean basically injury or like my uncle mentioned earlier you you leaving it on the field to the point where you can't go anymore. That's, that's when you basically want to throw your chips in. You know, I give up, but as far as me personally giving up, um, I can atone to basically saying, no, I, I haven't. Um, always been taught that, um, uh, I guess it's, it's permissible to give up when you're no longer a factor or an impact. Mm-hmm. The actual activity you're partaking in. So, um, with that being said, man, no personally it's um, I haven't given up. I haven't given up on my dream. That's
1: good. I, I like that. And Chuck, you know the only question to you is, if I'm out there and I maybe I fumble the ball, you know. I remember my first year down in San Diego when I fumbled, we lost the game. I feel like is that to feel like a loser or what what is that to feel? tell a young kid because that gonna hurt, you know.
4: Well, you know, if if you always Perfectionists, people that are striving to improve are always going to second guess and question themselves and, 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 and just have that weird feeling. But losing is, losing is, is quitting. It's just giving up. You, you know, you pout, you, you know, you look at the clock and you figure I can't, we can't come back. And that's not the, That's not what the objective is. The objective is, can I count on you to give your all from the start to the finish? It's like one thing I love about track, and I used to tell one of my sons when he would run, because I knew that he hadn't prepared, and there were some kids that were naturally just faster than him. So when I saw him coming in, you know, his races at the end of the pack, I would con- convince him that it's a personal best. It's a personal, it's a, it's a personal race. You know, you, when the gun goes off, you do not stop and go, oh, man, forget it. I'm, I, I didn't, I'm not the first one across because you can always get better. So, you know, how a person is greeted, especially in a team sport, and even an individual, if they don't have people around them to support them, a coach, that says, hey, James, hey, Chuck, Eric, whomever, young person, you know, we're going to get them next time. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get down on yourself because the other guy who made you fumble, he he just did what he was, he didn't give up. He put his head on the ball, his fist on the ball. He did something that was designed to work. And so what that shows you is that, hey, I've got to be a little bit more conscious while I'm in this activity, so it 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 really depends on the support cast on or, or to really anchor that thought or that feeling you have, and then the belief in yourself. And so support is important to help young people uh, to know. You know, look at the look at the Williams sisters. They just lost the other day, right. and you know they've been they've been up and they've been down. You know, and mm-hmm if they don't have a support system to help them understand that it was that person's time, it wasn't that, you know, you're just, you just gave up. Now, unless they have to, they have to answer that question themselves. But when you have a good support system and you got people out there telling you to give it your all from the beginning to the end, and if you honestly do that, and at the end of that event, if the other team has more points than you then they didn't quit either. Right. They just they executed better. Right. So at the end of the day did the clock run out? Okay, so the clock ran out, mm-hmm. but you didn't quit. Right. You 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 still are a winner. So winners never quit and quitters never win.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Eric, there was times where, you know, when we was at college with with Chuck Nell, we always wanted to go against Chuck Nell, the best player, you know, because that way we got better. Do you feel that same way? Because we always used to think the receiver, we were better than the the DBs. Do you feel the same way? I mean –
3: can you, can you repeat that uh, That question you were breaking up, man? I'm sorry. Okay.
1: It's all right. When, when when we was in college, we used to go against the best DBs because that's how we wanted to get better. And plus, I felt nobody was better than me. And I'm sure Chuck felt nobody was better than him. With that mentality and that attitude, isn't that great for the young kids to think that nobody's better than them?
3: Yes, definitely. Um, you definitely want to stay humble, but it's nothing like, especially in the game of football, of having that swagger. Mm-hmm. That uh that mentality, just stepping onto the gridiron, knowing that hey, you know, I'm here to accomplish, you know, I'm here to win, I'm here to compete, and uh in addition to that, you know, I want to go against the best, so the best comes out of me. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, definitely, I can definitely agree with that.
1: What do you think of that, Chuck? I mean, because you know how it was when we was in practice, we was going at it, you know.
4: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Love you and 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 Anthony Sargent and Freddie Dusset and Bill Hoffman. You know, you guys were some studs, man. And you know, before we, you know, we and it was interesting how we all played against each other in junior college and to come to one team. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to melt down the the uh, the substance, melt down the raw material of all of these people who believe this, and get it on one team. Then you know that it's going to be heated because, I mean, how many times did we fight and argue on the field and laugh and hug and, you know, watch movies, went to the bar afterwards? It just strengthened our bond and to know that we were going to get, we were going to get prepared in practice because We had to guard you guys, man. And you guys had to go against us. And Mm -hmm. it got heated because you guys felt you were the best. We felt we were the best. It it was just amazing. And I I just think about a a documentary I saw about Michael Jordan. And they were asking Michael who was one of his real nemesis. And, you know, out of all people, you know who they said? Who? B.J. Armstrong. Serious? B.J. Armstrong would fight Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan do something, and because he was Mike and his attitude, his swagger, you know, he he hit your hand. Don't hand-check me. Next thing you know, B.J. Armstrong taking the ball and throwing it and hitting Michael Jordan upside the head with it. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, hey, to young people, just because they have a reputation that precedes them, that's because someone who was intimidated, someone who did not believe as he believed, is the one doing all the talking about it. A superstar is never going to walk around toting his own horn. Right. You know, uh, the, you're just, that person is always humble, but put him in the arena, put him on the ring, right. put him on the green side, and, and, and let him turn loose, he's, he becomes a different person. And that that is, that was an, an awesome story to see that. I respected that. And, and, and it, it bettered me, as an individual, to, hmm. to always go against you and, and the other teammates that we had.
1: That's, that's, you're right, Chuck. And I didn't know that about B.J. either, so that's something, you know, because I always thought nobody would go, you know, would back you know, down to Michael, you know. I feel Michael bully, you know, people. Hey,
4: when, a boy from Iowa, you know, that's like a little boy. He probably still looked like a little boy. But B.J. Armstrong, he, he gave Mike what Mike needed during practice because the other guys was like, you know, hey, just let Mike do it, let him have it. You know, but that's, that's not fair to Michael or to the, any of the other studs on the team to, um, to you know, get better and be able to work on their skill because it, it is about attitude. You know, 90% of it is attitude. Yeah. The other part is, is the physicality of it.
1: Eric, have you ever backed down to somebody when you was playing against them or they tried to make you uh, back down to them?
3: Uh, no, sir. Um for most people that know me, um, they can say that, you know, I kinda wear my pride on my sleeve uh-huh. which, you know, can be a bad thing, but you know, just as being a player and me knowing my own skill set, I can say that um I definitely bring my uh an attitude and definitely a swagger to the um to the competitive uh field. And um, you know, I just let that speak for itself and, you know. By nature, you know, the competitive side of me comes out. So, no, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. I, I refuse to back down to another player.
1: I like that. You know what, Eric? I'm, one day I'm going to get your address. I'm going to send you this film with Chuck when he intercepted the ball in New Mexico. And he ran it back with 75 yards, wasn't it, Chuck?
4: uh 81 sir.
1: 81 but he he wasn't gonna give up he was gonna get in that end zone but that's how it is like he was determined to get in that end zone it took him a, a day or two to get in the end zone but he got there <laughs> but you know yeah. like what you say was Chuck- you know what
3: i would like to see um, i definitely like to see the film but i want to see that celebration after he took it to
1: the house <laughs> <laughs> you talk about when the, the ambulance came out they had to give him oxygen and all that <laughs> that's no celebration <laughs> that's called medicare <laughs> you gotta
4: you know, and talking that stuff, man. He had a special concoction called on the Every time he came to the line, that's what he was hitting.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta see that though. Well, what we gotta do, we're gonna take another break and then we're gonna let you guys talk about what you guys doing out there. I know Chuck, you doing some great things and you got a great thing going on and then Eric let them, you know, you a little bit more about you. So this is James right, Lovin. And I'm hoping love that ch- sports talk. I got Chuck Kimbrough, and I got Eric Berry on the line.
4: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They
0: need a bitch's ass and they move- I just think that the coach made a mistake.
4: All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
1: The job of a professional athlete is never complete.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports VoiceMark Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you, call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
1: This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Like I said, I got Chuck Kimber on the line and Eric Berry. You know, guys, I'm gonna let you guys, you know, tell what you guys do when you get your name out there. Chuck, you're doing some wonderful things that help a good, not even a good car, but help people promote themselves and do well. You know, you explain it, and Eric let them get there out there, tell them how to get a hold of you, what to look for, and all like that. But, um, I like to say, you know, Sydney is going to ride the dolphin this weekend, guys. So that's gonna be a great thing for her personal experience. So let's give a little shout out there for her, you know, and then Chuck, shoot away.
4: All right, all right. That's well. that's wonderful for these promotions and people are staying on track for their to on track to their dreams. That I would just say never give up. You there's no magic in small dreams. You got to continue to dream big. You know, you got to strengthen those dreams by putting some legs underneath them with action, you know, and wrap it up with a strong determination and belief in yourself. You know, that's the only thing that's going to get you through is is when no one else Continue to believe and sometimes you may even have to believe in someone else's belief in you until your legs get strong enough uh, that you can walk and then run on that belief and then uh, just just have a strong faith uh, that God is in control there's a super being there's a superpower that is in control and if you visualize you know you begin with the end in mind you can actually see it and so I want to tell the young people out there that were on earlier, that we're listening, uh, and the parents as well, help these young folks get famous and, and believe in it, a big dream. And uh, I, what I do with people that have dreams that uh, for their business, for their message, I don't care if they're you know, a, a chef, if they're a pastor, they're preaching the gospel, if they're a DJ or if they're an firing athlete. You know, PromoteMyName.com, www.PromoteMyName.com is uh, my website, which we have a suite of video products that will allow you to share your message through, through video because everyone agrees that people would rather talk than type. They would rather watch than read. And that's just where we are today. If you look at every website on the Internet right now, if it does not have video, the chances of people staying on that site are slim and none. So PromoteMyName.com is what I do. That's the, the website, but I help people achieve their dreams, build their brand, and promote themselves or their message. That, that's what I do. I appreciate you offering me the opportunity, and I look forward to coming back and sharing with you again.
1: Okay, Eric, are you there? Uh,
3: yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm going to go in, uh, in addition to what my uh, Uncle said. He's definitely introduced me to the uh, My Video Talk Studio, um, which he mentioned um, is helping me promote myself and uh, getting my name out to the coaches in and, and different organizations, uh, whether that be CFL all the way down to the Arena Football League. Um, with that being said, I just want to tell the youngsters, man, patience is a talent when you are uh, approaching your dreams. um, um Shout-out to uh, YouTube.com for definitely um, (laughs) allowing me to upload um, my highlight film on the website. Um, You um, cyberheads out there, you go to uh, type in the actual um, search engine. um, Look for Eric Berry 757. That's my YouTube channel. Um, If you were to go ahead and just type in Eric Berry, the number 41 one, will be directed to my highlight film. Um, I have uh, two parts, one of two, two of two. Um, with that being said, um just want to say, you know, I'm number 41 on the field, but number one's in your hearts. Thanks a lot, man. I salute you for um, bringing me on the show, allowing me to promote my name, and um, allowing me to represent you as well. And, um, you know, to all the young cats out there, man, keep pursuing dreams. Full throttle. All gas, no
1: brakes. Yeah, and like I said, Eric, anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome. To be a guest here, you know. And just keep, like you say, keep talking to the young folks. And we're going to follow you, Eric. I know you're going to do great things and you will make it. You know. Appreciate it. You know, and Chuck, you know what, Chuck? I'm going to yeah. let you do this. We got four minutes. I want you to talk whatever you want to talk and close us out. Go ahead, Chuck. Close
4: us out. Close us well, out. You know, got... I love, I, I got to tell the people, the listeners out there, that. Um, Contrary to, to to popular belief, love does have a harder goal, and and I want to commend you, uh, James, for stepping up and taking on this path, Starting your own radio show, you know, I got to get you a be- become a believer that video. I I, I know that love uh, the listeners would love to come in and see what's going on in that studio, because I know when I was in that studio when You and I were there together. Right. Uh, we had we had a blast. So if we could if we could get people to peep in and see what's going on, I know they would have a ball and they would share more about what it is that you're doing. And for those of you out there listening that really don't know how big Love's heart is, you know he just did. He just had a foundation event back in Chicago, helping out uh, some underprivileged uh, individuals uh, in his old hometown or his own neighborhood where he grew up and you know when you take a look and see what people are doing you know you you judge a tree by the fruit it bear not by the bark it wears Mm -hmm. and so love i commend you man listeners you know keep supporting this man because he does have a heart of gold he is a sincere individual and wants to help people so if you know of other people who do you know that has a message that they want to share, a story they want to share, invite them on to loving that sports talk because even though it says loving that sports talk, it's just it's real it's real people talking about real things and the foundation of sports and life they parallel. And so if you have a good foundation in life, you're going to chances are you're going to have a good foundation in, in athletics, and and to be a good person uh, on and off the field, it first starts at home and having surrounding having sur- a surrounding cast uh, that believes in you, helps you, loves you, and that's I love you. You you have uh, stars in all of those areas, man. Ever since we had a chance to meet and you start capping on on, on us, and we we capping on you, and we really bonded and became brothers. You know, that's been, you know, a lot of years ago. I'm not going to age you, man. I know you were (laughs) old as dirt and pepper, and you're a clan of the Say the Tiger, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
4: (laughs) But, But listeners know one thing, James Loving has a heart of gold, and uh, he will bend over backwards to help you. And I know, love, you don't always feel this way where people don't show you that appreciation. They take advantage of that. They they take that kindness for weakness. But just know, man, what people sow is what they'll reap. So, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate
1: you. I appreciate you. You You know, every time I always talk to you, you give me good advice, and I always call you, and you just... You know, and, and I appreciate that, Chuck. We all look at you, and we respect you, you know, and that's what I love about you. But you know what, guys? Thank you for, come, you know, calling in. And then, like I say, Chuck, I'm trying to get you to become the co-host, but you just put me off. <laughs> you know, one day you'll <laughs> well, be that's... like, okay, Janace, I'm going to do it.
4: Well, listen, if we, can re- if we could broadcast from anywhere in the world remotely, I, hey man, I'm yeah. gay.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do it, Chuck. Okay. Right.
4: Now, you heard me say that on, on on worldwide
3: radio.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, thanks, Eric, for being on there. And like I said, keep doing what you're doing, Eric.
3: My pleasure, man. I appreciate the favor, definitely.
1: All right, guys, there we go. Another one that's um, Loving That Sports Talk. Another great week, great guests, and great advice. So tune in next week. See what we got stored for you.